Hey, we welcome you on in to another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bally here to give you the latest in the sporting world. Mitch is going to be back with you for another week. We are out coming off the uh, the second week of the tournament. We have uh, some opening spring sports stuff to get to. We have a playoff-bound Cavaliers squad. We have a much to address as we come back this week. And the Guardians open up this week, Mitch, which I... I think I'm most excited about that. So, yeah, we have a lot to talk about around here this week. Indeed. So before we start with you guys, we want to remind you of what's happening this week in big time sports. This is where we kind of go through all of our local listings for our upcoming broadcast. So in big time sports this coming week, we have the Action Extreme Sports Racing Team Wednesday, 7 p.m. and Friday at 10 p.m. And we also have on the Canton side, Jeff Coach Height of Malone softball at Thursday at 7:30 and Saturday morning at 8:30. Now for the games this week on BTS, we have the Dover Tornadoes in a baseball matchup with the Maslin Tigers. You can find that live stream starting at five o'clock on big time sports, You can also find the replays of that on Friday at 11 PM and Saturday at 9 AM. So right after the game on Friday, you'll be able to take, see that one as well. And then on Saturday, we'll be seeing the Carrollton Warriors taking on the new Philadelphia Quakers in baseball. Live stream starting at noon on BTS.com. You can also find the replay Saturday at 6 p.m. and Monday at 6 p.m. Now, most games we will live stream our Facebook. Uh, okay, hold on. Now, most games we will live stream. You can find us also on cable television Spectrum 15 and 989, as well as MCT 128, or go online at WIVMTV.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at BTS Ohio. You can uh, follow our website, BigTimeSportsOhio.com, or download our app, the local broadcast network app or the LBN app. Uh, so, Mitch, we now we go into the start of the show where we had, as we said, the opening of baseball and softball games this week in this, in our local areas. And, you know, the, the weather washed out some of the games that would have been played on Saturday, but a number of Star County teams were able to get out onto the field this week. That's right, Mitch. And uh, the weather on Saturday was quite the adventure. There was times that looked like it was going to be a perfect day for baseball. And then next thing you know, it was like, oh, we're not playing today. And Lo and behold, some teams in Stark County got games in. So quickly, we'll just run around some of the opening day matchups for some of these teams. Uh, first off, we had Jackson taking on St. Vincent St. Mary at Jackson High School this past Saturday. Jackson opens up the season 1-0 after a 7-3 win over St. V's. St. V's is very young this year. They are led by head coach Bryce Fordyce in his first year. Obviously, Coach Gamble, who we had on the show last week in his 11th season at the helm for Jackson. Uh, Jeffrey Oyster, sophomore pitcher for Jackson, got his first career varsity start and did pretty well, Mitch, going against, like I said, a young St. V's team that also had a couple seniors in the lineup. He did well. The McKinley Bulldogs opened up the season 1-0. They defeated Twinsburg over at Thurman Munson Memorial Stadium 8-2. Savion Wilkins uh, got the win for McKinley, also went 2-for-3 at the plate with two RBIs, so helping himself out on the mound. So McKinley 1-0 before they open up Federal League play this week versus Green. Uh, you had Lake Center Christian defeat Cleveland Rhodes 4-2. And then Marlington and Avon Lake. Mitch, usually pitching has the upper hand in the opening week of baseball. That wasn't the case here. Marlington defeated Avon Lake 17-14 on Saturday at Avon Lake in a very close back-and-forth battle. 2-0, 3-2 lead, then a 5-3 lead. I mean, they went back and forth all afternoon before Marlington officially walked away. Uh, softball, Perry defeated Hoban 4-3. to three. 
Uh, and that really rounds out the scores here in Stark County for teams that were able to get games in despite the rain, wind, a little bit of snow, whatever Mother Nature threw at them this past weekend. No doubt. We only got uh, two baseball games from the Tuscarawas County areas. Uh, both of them, or one of them really, uh, kind of a blowout there. You had Harrison Central opening the year 15-5 to against Claymont in five innings. While we also had Connaughton Valley, uh, their baseball team lost to Caldwell uh, by a score of five to four, despite a complete game performance by Gage Gallagher, uh, one of the top potential prospects for the IVC this year. He gave up 10 hits, five runs, four earned, five strikeouts, one walk. He also had a double and a run scored while at the plate, uh, and Caldwell beats them to open the year. Now, as for the Canton Valley girls softball team, they swept a doubleheader against Southern. And they were able to win their first game in uh, five innings, 17 nothing, and then 13 to one the next game as well. So, Canaan Valley getting off to a good start in softball. I mean, softball, we have baseball scores, we have softball scores as well. I mean, pretty much those games because of the, the weather uh, this past Saturday. And we have another number of games opening up on Monday as well. So, if you're in the area of Tuscarawas County as well as Stark, you know, be sure to look out for any local games coming up. As well, we also got the news uh, from this on Saturday. Uh, if you can find our article at uh, BigTimeSportsOhio.com, that was written by Roger Metzger. Uh, we have Jason Powers stepping down as Malvern's girls basketball coach after six seasons. Uh, Powers won 66 games in his tenure with the Hornets. He was the Eastern District Coach Player of the Year in 2018 and won District Five Coach of the Year honors twice. Now uh, his uh, team is. Top marks were in 2018 at a 20 and six record for Malvern and a 14 and nine mark in 2023. He also had uh, his daughter Maddie finish as one of the top players, not just in the IBC but in the state as well, earning Division Four uh, first team All Ohio honors for Malvern this year, averaging nearly 26 points per contest, and she finished third in Malvern girls basketball history in points scored at 1,600. And 17. The elder powers will remain in his role as a phys ed teacher, health teacher, and tutor at Malvern High School and Middle School. And uh, yeah, the new head coach for uh, Malvern will officially begin when the district's return on April 3rd from spring break. So yeah, that's what we have here for the local area. And we will come right back with other, the other side of sports here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experience a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Buying a home has never been so affordable with record low interest rates. Hartzler's Quality Housing is ready to put over 40 years of experience to work for you. Family owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's has a wide selection of model homes on site with a knowledgeable team to help make your new home a reality. Open six days a week, visit them off I-77 in Dover or online at Hartzler's.com. Hartzler's Quality Housing, quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick, Cadillac, Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you 
the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world. Get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Get out of the dugout and onto the field with help from Velocity Sports. Velocity Sports is a baseball and softball training academy with locations in North Canton and Canal Fulton. Our new Canal Fulton features 10,000 square feet of training space with six cages for hitting and pitching in a large commercial weight room. Velocity Sports will sharpen your skills and get you in the starting lineup. For more info, go to velosportsohio.com. Hey, welcome you back here to the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinell, Mitchell Bala. Mitch, if you had told me that the Final Four uh, just a couple of weeks ago would have been looking like this by the time we got to it, I, I, I would have believed you. I would have absolutely believed you. But in all reality, it really is something to see the fact that San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, Miami and Connecticut are your four remaining squads for the men's championship. We've seen Titans like Houston go down. We've seen the likes of uh, who's the number one. It's escaping me at the very moment. Can uh, Kansas go down. We saw uh, the number ones on the two other sides in Alabama go down as well. And of course, Purdue a couple of weeks ago, which is crazy to say. And this might be Mitch, the most parody we've ever seen in the men's basketball tournament since, I don't know, the last time Connecticut was this far in the tournament in 2011. It really is just this uh, unbelievable run of, of programs we don't normally see at the top making it here. And now we're going to have a championship between three of these four schools, if I'm not mistaken, have never 
been here, let alone won the national championship. So we're going to see potentially a first-time champion from from uh, like down the full length of the court. It's unbelievable. Yeah, really, Mitch. I mean, you're right. I, last year, Miami was the closest. They lost in the Elite Eight last year, and you got to see that yesterday after they defeated Texas in a wild game. But what's really crazy, Mitch, is if anybody told you they predicted this, you wouldn't believe them. And what, what's even crazier is I came across a clip on social media on TikTok, and I'll have to send it to you. Back in December, there was a person out in Vegas that said, you know what, if there's one team to bet on to win the national championship at 7 to one odds here it was san diego state and he got laughed off the set people didn't people cut his mic off because they thought he was joking i would have and now lo and behold here he is looking like a genius because san diego state is two wins away for winning the national championship but just an all-around crazy tournament i mean look uh i think you and i on the left side of the bracket we both had florida atlantic and san diego state losing in the first round yeah and if not the first round then the second round and here they are Florida Atlantic is a really intriguing story. They were tied for the most wins in the country with Houston this year at 31 heading into the tournament. San Diego State, Mitch, is actually a very heavy and senior-dominated team. They have a lot of players that stayed after the COVID year, and so that's what they've kind of banked on, as well as having the phenomenal defense that shut down the number one overall seed in Alabama, uh, what was that, Friday night. And listen, UConn has looked dominant. Head coach Dan uh, Danny Hurley said, a month or so ago that you better get us now because we're going to get going. And sure enough, now he looks like he knew his team better than anyone all along as UConn out of the four teams remaining, Mitch looks like the strongest team still in the tournament and Miami 17 years ago to the day, head coach Jim Laranega took George Mason to the final four. And then yesterday they complete an absurd comeback on Texas without hitting a three point shot in the second half. They have the first player since Christian Leitner, I believe since 1992 to be perfect from the field and from the free throw line in an NCAA tournament game. And just a thrilling game there it was yesterday. Both were thrilling, but if you like points, obviously Texas and uh, Miami was a lot more entertaining after San Diego State gets by on what some think is a controversial call, 57-56 on a foul shot. Yeah. But really, Mitch, all these games were very entertaining outside of UConn defeating Gonzaga by 28 points. That was that was such a stunner to me because I figured that you know one of these blue blood teams, uh, and and I'll I'll get to my definition of blue blood here in a second. But I thought one of these blue blood teams is going to win the national championship, and whoever wins this is going to get it. But I didn't think that UConn was going to come out and and curb stomp Gonzaga in the way they uh, that they did, especially with Gonzaga on like consistently being near the top of the tournament uh, in these last couple of years, reaching the national championship game a few years ago. But now, or it, it's it's. Another year where Gonzaga just dominates the regular season and they just can't quite get it done in the tournament. But Dan Hurley has re has rebirthed UConn into a legitimate contender. And they're gonna have an interesting matchup against the Miami squad where Jim Laranega, you mentioned him uh getting George Mason to the final four a few years ago, the year that Florida beat UCLA. And it, it is kind of fascinating to see. I, I I've been kind of waxing on for the last couple of weeks how there, there aren't a lot of like historically long lasting blue blood coaches anymore. The Roy Williams are gone. The coach K's are gone. Uh, the Jay Wrights are even gone, but really it's left is Calipari, uh, Bill self. Uh, we just saw, uh, um, retire from Syracuse as well. So that's another one. Larinaga is kind of a sneaky one in there as well, because he has over 700 coaching wins. 
he when he when he took the job in Miami in 2011, it looked like he was going to make that program a serious contender, you know, averaging around, you know, 18 to 21 wins per season. And then he gets a couple of low years from like 2015 all the way to 2018 or so. And then the rise kind of comes back and we see Miami win the conference this year in the ACC. It's really kind of fascinating to see uh, this program finally reach its full potential, especially after a couple of those years where the Elite Eight was always seemingly the apex for the Hurricanes. Yeah, really. It's just a remarkable job because after Miami won, you got to listen to a couple of their players and head coach Jim Laranega. And they said, this is a team that lost in the Elite Elite Eight last year. And they said it was a gut punch. They left. You know, you go to the locker room and you don't know what to feel other than just emptiness because you work so hard and then it's taken from you. And Mitch, this is a team that was down 45 to 37 and a half. And this is a team that about six minutes in the start of the second half, it looked like Texas was going to run away with it. Texas opened the second half, just could not miss. Their defense was amazing. Miami couldn't do anything, just turning the ball over. And then if I told you Miami would have came back with a double digit deficit, you would have probably assumed, oh, they probably got hot from the field, but also from deep. Mitch, they only took eight three-point attempts the entire game. It was two of eight. They didn't hit a single three-point attempt in the second half. It was just a all-around great game, and just it, it was so entertaining, especially for not having a dog in the fight, right? If you're just watching to enjoy basketball, it was a very enjoyable game of two very good teams going at it, and Miami comes out on top. And now for Texas, Mitch, this leaves a very unique situation because we know that their head coach, Chris Beard, was dismissed uh, four allegations early on in the season, and an interim head coach took over. And Texas had been adamant. We're having a coaching search, Big 12 championship, and you know dismantles Kansas in it. And then they make it to the tournament, and they go all the way to the Elite Eight. I, I just, Texas to me, and this can be something down the line, but Texas, to me, is a school that can never get out of its own way when it comes to any sports, football, basketball included, when it comes to having to have a big name coach. Sometimes you just overthink it. But I'm intrigued to see what happens here because the players at Texas have been adamant uh, for their interim head coach to stay there. His name I don't have in front of me, but it'll be very intriguing. But now Miami versus UConn, Mitch. There's a lot of people who think Miami versus UConn is actually going to be the national championship because those two teams just from what we've seen, look like the better teams out of what San Diego State and Florida Atlantic look like. Now, we know anything can happen. I mean, heck, back in 2010 or 2012, Butler was a half-court shot away from defeating Duke for the national championship from Gordon Hayward that almost went in. So I'm not going to rule anything out here, but I would say that the two more talented teams, well-coached teams, and battle-tested teams are going to play each other on Saturday night at 8.49 p.m. in Houston in Game 2 of the final four, but I'm very intrigued to see what happens between Florida Atlantic and San Diego state. And this tournament has been crazy, but not only on the men's side, but the girls side too. First off, before we go to the girls, Rodney Terry has reportedly been, is going to be offered the full permanent job for Texas, according to 24 seven horn. So there's at least, I can, I can see Texas make, having enough trust in him to, to become the new guy. Cause he previously was, Fresno State's coach before he joined the staff of Chris Beard in 2021. Um, so yeah, I, I I can see them making that move as long as they don't, you know, Good like move. you said, get in, get in front of themselves. But you mentioned the women's side. We still have some stake in this one because Ohio State pulled off the upset uh, the other day, and uh, for the first time in what 16 years, UConn will not make it out of the Sweet 16. 
uh, it really was an amazing victory to see Ohio State's defense shut them down. I believe it was 22 turnovers in the first half that the Huskies were forced. And now they get to face off against the Virginia Tech squad that is top ranked, number one in the in the tournament. Uh, a pretty good squad there, but Ohio State has a lot of good players that I think can make it happen. And you mentioned a, a standout, Caitlin Clark. Iowa also getting back to the final four, the big 10 representing more heavily on the women's side than the men's side this year. Uh, we have the Hawkeyes beating Louisville 97 to 83. Caitlin Clark had her fifth triple double of the season, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. That's, that's, that's quite a game to be putting up in, uh, in the, in the deep in the tournament, no less. Mitch, she is a certified bucket getter. I mean, to me, I don't understand how she does not win player of the year. Yes, South Carolina is undefeated. Yes, Mitch, I think they are top to bottom the best team in the country. But Caitlin Clark is must-see basketball on the women's side of the bracket. What she has done this year has been remarkable. It is Iowa's first time, I believe, since 92 that they've made it to the Final Four. Now, Ohio State will be looking to make it for the first time, I believe, since 93 to the Final Four. Um, and so you could have two Big Ten teams potentially squaring off in the Final Four. They wouldn't face each other, each other till the championship. But going back to the Ohio State win over UConn, Mitch, you mentioned it. Sixteen straight years UConn had made the Elite Eight, and then fourteen consecutive years they had made the Final Four. Ohio State knocks off UConn, who undoubtedly people thought was the number two team in the country all season. Obviously, South Carolina being number one, they pressed them. They forced UConn into an absurd amount of turnovers, 25 total team turnovers from UConn to Ohio State's 14. And listen, we have a, a Stark County native in Taylor Mikesill that's there, a Jackson grad that is in her final year playing college basketball. And I'm sure if you talk to her, she didn't play her best game, only nine points. But the rest of her teammates and the starting five for Ohio State is just so solid that you had uh, Terry with 11, McMahon with 23, and Sheldon with 17, one of them being a true freshman, Mitch. It is just an all-around great win for Ohio State, but they don't want to stop here. They were they were in the same exact spot last year in the Sweet 16 before they lost to Texas, and most of these girls came back, okay? But one thing you don't want to see is we got over the hump we couldn't get over last year. We're content because, no, you're not content. You want to go win it all, and tonight they will take on a very tough Virginia Tech Hokies team at 9 o'clock in Seattle on ESPN, so I would highly recommend people tune into that game because not only is it the Ohio State Buckeyes, but it's just really great basketball. It's a lot of fun to watch, and the tournament on both sides this year, Mitch, has been nothing but parody. And maybe we get a little more tonight. Maybe another number one seed gets knocked off by Ohio State, and then we're down to potentially Ohio State, LSU, Iowa, and South Carolina if they get past the Maryland Terrapins tonight in their Elite Eight matchup. Another Big Ten uh, team, Ohio State, or Virginia Tech, rather, had to take down another Blue Blood squad in Tennessee to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh, so now they'll face Ohio State for the second time in the two schools' history. The last time they faced off was the West Palm Beach Invitational in 2018. So that is what we have for the college uh, hoops tournaments so far. We will come back right after this with more uh, talk here on Big Time Sports Podcast Show. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. 
You asked for it and we listened. Buckeye Career Center is now offering certified nail technician as an adult education program. This 216 hour course begins in November and will run Tuesday through Thursday evenings from 5 to 9 p.m. Learn manicures, pedicures, infection control, salon operations, and more. Other part-time certification courses starting this fall include phlebotomy and welding. Call 330-339-2288 to register or visit BuckeyeCareerCenter.org for more information. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Well, we welcome you here back to the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Uh, Mitch, we have some breaking news as we're recording. Um, so we've been following a certain player throughout the NFL offseason and one Lamar Jackson, a guy who's you know been at odds seemingly with the contract talks between him and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so now, Mitch, there is, and, and of course, this is a time where my internet is starting to fail me. Um, this is a tweet a series of tweets, rather, that was put out by Lamar Jackson uh, this morning at 10.48 a.m. Uh, and it goes like this. A letter to my fans. I want to first thank you for all of the love and support you consistently show me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate y'all so much. I want all you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions in regards to my future plans as of march 2nd i requested a trade from the ravens organization for which the ravens has have not been interested in meeting my value any and everyone that has met me or been around me know i love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the super bowl you all are great but i had to make a business decision that was best for my family and no matter how far i go or where my career takes me i'll continue to close to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland, you'll see me again. Mitch, John Harbaugh was supposed to go speak to reporters at the league's annual meeting, like now, at this very moment, 
and we are in the midst of his quarterback leaving for another team or at least requesting a trade to go to another team. Mitch, we have broken the Baltimore Ravens. It is official. It is from Lamar himself. This is amazing. This is everything we wanted in an offseason, and we now have the clock ticking on the Baltimore Ravens tenure with Lamar Jackson. It is so, so sweet. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. This is wild because if he requests a trade March 2nd, I don't know the exact date they applied the exclusive franchise tag to him, but it obviously shows by him requesting a trade and then them tagging him. They don't want to meet, like he said in here, they don't want to meet his needs or wants. Five, and March four, 7th is when the franchise tag was. Sorry. Okay, so five days after he requested a trade, the Ravens said, okay, go seek a trade, but we're going to tag you. So if you, you know, don't find a trade, you're still under contract here for however much money it is. This is crazy because not only has he come out, not only was there a bunch of news this past weekend of uh, his family friend or business partner trying to say he was his agent. Lamar had to come out and say that he is not my agent, nor has he ever spoken on my behalf. Lamar now goes to Twitter, puts out a four tweet thread and says that he has requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens as of March 2nd. And the Ravens have yet to meet his demands. And this is absolutely wild. This is intriguing because now the Ravens are stuck. The Ravens are absolutely stuck here. I don't know what you can do because it seems to me, Mitch, from my perspective, that if they don't trade him, he's willing to sit out. That's what this seems like. He does not. Listen, there was last year of Lamar's hurt. He might be back and Lamar coming out and putting out his own injury report on Twitter and social media saying that he won't be back in the for the rest of the season. And th this is just wild. Because now what happens and what team to me, Mitch, now this opens up the door for a team to pay him what he actually wants. Because we'd said all along, we think that a lot of these owners may be colluding saying, we're not going to give a quarterback this type of deal that Deshaun Watson got that we know Lamar wants. Obviously he's won an MVP has went to the playoff multiple times. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. And now Mitch, the door's wide open for a number of teams. And may I include the New York Jets. I'm just going to throw it out there. Aaron Rodgers said he wants to be a New York Jet. Yes. The Packers have not traded him yet because they are so adamant on getting what they want back for Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> if you're the Jets, go get the guy that's younger. The guy that is flashier, has a longer career in terms of age. And you still get a franchise quarterback. Yes, it's not Aaron Rodgers after he's already came out and said, I want to be a New York Jet, but why not? I mean, now that the door is open for the Jets, if they can't meet the Packers' needs for what they want for Aaron Rodgers, here's your other opportunity. The Commanders, here's your opportunity. The Colts, here's your opportunity. Do the Panthers yeah. maybe say, okay, you know what? We love CJ Stroud. Maybe we should trade the number one pick and get Lamar Jackson now. This this is crazy. It's it's fascinating that it's happened like this. Um and it sure looks like we broke the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, look, the, the thing that I, even though I just went on that big tangent at the beginning, there is still something to say that the Ravens don't necessarily have to move Lamar Jackson right now. And the question is, can they broker a deal to get Lamar what he wants from another team? Because Lamar's uh, reported contract demands still seem like they're scaring off a number of NFL teams. We just saw this past weekend and we weren't able to get to it before we recorded last week. The whole 
weird story that came out where apparently his business partner was reportedly contacting teams for him to like broker a deal and they denied it. But it was just sort of a, a strange scenario that kind of proved to some people that Lamar probably needs a real agent. Um, and, and right now it's, it's, it's another log thrown on the fire. That has been this entire drama between Lamar and the Ravens. And honestly, the rest of the NFL, this entire off season. So I, I don't know where he goes. I don't know if he, when he goes. I don't know if he goes at this point because again, the rate, the the moment that I know that the Ravens have to get rid of him is if he will come out and say, "I will not play a game for the Ravens next year if I am still on the team." You have to. You have to. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you hold on to him? I mean, your his value is never going to be higher than right now. Obviously, him requesting a trade kind of hurts how you can demand certain things. But if he comes out and says he's sitting out, that is I mean, the Ravens are going to be in all sorts of trouble because they're going to have no choice but to trade him to get the money off the books and also not hold the team down in terms of bad quarterback play and not being able to really do anything until he's gone. Um, Lamar is is a phenomenal quarterback, Mitch, obviously a league MVP, um, a top quarterback in the league. And I think he feels that he has not been respected as such. I think we've seen it now for a couple of years of, oh, they'd be so much better if they have weapons. They trade his top target, whether you agree or not, that Holly Marquise Hollywood Brown is a, a true number one wide receiver. They've done him no favors. What what have they done to help his passing game? We know how dynamic he is as a runner. We know that they value running the football very much so, obviously, with the number of backs they've had with Lamar. But besides Mark Andrews, what have they done to help him in the passing game? It's nothing. And so I can totally agree that he wants out because they are refusing to a pay him and then b surround him with adequate, adequate talent. Look what the jets have done. They don't even have Aaron Rodgers yet. Yeah. The jets are out here wheeling and dealing to get wide receivers in here. And they don't even have Aaron Rodgers yet. And Lamar has been here in Baltimore now really put the team on his back for a few of those years. Obviously their defense is always up there in terms of the top half of the NFL, but this is wild. This really is. And to your point, you said Harbaugh was supposed to talk today at the owners' meetings. We'll see if he does now, or if this is one where they have to kind of pull back and kind of regroup and and maybe put out a PR statement. But um, this is going to be very interesting. Whenever we hear from Steve Bashotti or uh, John Harbaugh, mm -hmm. um, this is just very interesting. And now, what team is willing to pony up to go get Lamar Jackson? Well, Ravens coach John Harbaugh is speaking right now at the at, oh. the, at the meetings. Uh, I'm getting reports uh, from different NFL reporters, like quotes and everything. And I have to watch the video first before I can make a full assessment. But this, 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 this tweet right here from Albert Breer, Ravens coach John Harbaugh now striking a positive tone because all the questions right now are about Lamar at this meeting. It was like all the questions that were supposed to be there thrown out the window. It's all about Lamar for this day. He said uh, Harbaugh struck a positive tone when asked about Lamar. Said quote. When we're playing football next year and Lamar Jackson's the quarterback, we're all going to be happy. Mr. Harbaugh, denial is a river in Egypt. Come on, buddy. What are we doing with our lives here? This is this is this is something else. And I, and you and look, you can say that the Browns made the most asinine contract in NFL history. You, with time, it possibly could be. Now he could win a Super Bowl, and we could all look back and be like, "Oh yeah, that's what the Browns need to do." Uh, some will say they sold their soul for him, and we don't know that for sure. The Cleveland, what the Browns did 
and not only breaking contracts for the Ravens, but the rest of the NFL is such a twisted form of comedy that when it happens to one team, it's like, oh, sucks to be that team. When it happens to your division rival, that is technically still your old franchise that got stolen from you in 1995. It, it, it's, it's, it's really freaking funny. It really is. And this is uh this is this is special. And we're gonna we're gonna fester this all the offseason. Us, the Steeler fans, the Bengal fans, we're all just gonna be pointing and laughing like schoolyard bullies at the one nerd in the corner that is the Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> it's I, I need a cigarette right now. A metaphorical cigarette. I don't smoke, <laughs> but I need a metaphorical cigarette or something to calm me down other than other than this caffeine-free sprite. I think the only way this gets resolved and he's a Baltimore Raven, Mitch, is they have to pay him what he wants. And they're not. Or damn near close to That's the and only way not. that he's a Raven. No, they're not going to. And if they do, it's just going to show you that the players now have the power in the NFL. The players have always had the power in the NBA since probably, what, 2008? I would say when the Celtics made that big three. Maybe, and yeah. And started seeing teams, kind of players decide where they want to play. The players have never had the power in the NFL. But if the Ravens cave in now, to, to John Harbaugh's, you know, quote we just showed on the screen and read, it's going to show that now the players have the power. Deshaun Watson kind of proved that last year after telling the Browns, nope, I'm not coming here. And the Browns say, well, what if we give you whatever you want? And he goes, yes. And then he comes to the Cleveland Browns. But this is fascinating. So as of right now, Mitch, give me your team that you think, give me your top team or top few teams that you think Lamar Jackson can go to. Because I know I said the Jets, but that's not my top team. I think there's a sleeper team out there. Oh, okay. I think that Indianapolis is definitely up there. Uh, there was a report that I think it was Baltimore's, uh, some of Baltimore officials were in a meeting uh, in Indianapolis. Or I have to make sure I, I get that uh, report right. But uh, the Colts are a team that desperately need a, a starting quarterback to solidify that offense. And um, they're not, I don't think they're going to get like a great name through the draft when CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young go off the board. Maybe Anthony Richardson, who knows? Um, I could see that as the top team. I could also see Washington in there. You mentioned them. That is one where, you know, even with Sam Howell under center, potentially, I don't see that team really progressing enough to compete with now the Eagles and the Giants and the Cowboys, potentially. Um, Those are my two teams right now. Everything else kind of seems like, uh, you know, uh, down the river at some point. The Jets, maybe, but I think they have their sights set on the short term. And the cheaper term, I know that you're saying, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers, $50 million a year. That's not cheap. Well, it's cheap for, it's cheap for the short term. Yep. If you get those two, one of those Super Bowl, one of those two years, it's worth it. When you're paying Lamar six years for $270 million, that's, that's no, that's not what you want to do. Um, but yeah, those are the only three teams I think that could legitimately make a move for Lamar because every other team that needed a quarterback, I think has pretty much made their move. And the other ones that are, going to be high in the draft here soon, unless Carolina or Houston were to, were to trade the number one pick to Baltimore, which God, if that happens, that would just be such a mind screw. That would be uh very interesting, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think if the Ravens do trade him, they're going to be very adamant on trying to keep him out of the AFC. I think that's something we often see like the Packers, much like the Packers. They would probably prefer to trade Rogers, to the AFC. And as it sits now, he wants to be a Packer. They're talking, trying to get a deal done. I think Washington makes the most sense because I think Dan Snyder, like I've said a few episodes ago, would be willing to pay him what he wants. As we know, he's probably going to sell the team and it would kind of be his last uh, nice goodbye, if I'm putting it nicely, to mm -hmm. NFL owners in the NFL. 
Mitch, I think there's a dark horse team that nobody's talking about that they have a good quarterback, but this would be an upgrade and they're a young football team. That is the Detroit Lions. Mm. I think Detroit Lions and Lamar Jackson would make a lot of sense. Jamison Williams on the outside, Amon Ross St. Brown on the other side of Jamison Williams, Dan Campbell. The Lions are coming off a great season in terms of how bad they've been recently, obviously finishing just short of the playoffs. You want to talk about a way to electrify that city. And not only that, the Packers are potentially moving off Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings lost Adam Thielen. We know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. The Bears are young, trying to make a lot of moves. Mitch, a move like this for the Detroit Lions could put them right atop the NFC North. And all, next thing you know is that team could be good for a number of years to come. I think the Lions are an interesting team to look out for. I, I, I already think they're going to be if not one of the top contending teams, the top contending team for the division next year. And if they get where to get Lamar, it, they might win that division by three games at minimum. That's it's such a, it's such a fascinating uh, scenario to think about. Um, But yeah, it's really, it's really a fascinating sort of uh, situation for all of us here, especially for the people in Baltimore right now. I, I, I have to go back and listen to some of the radio, the Baltimore radio stations after we stop filming, because I need to see, I need to hear it. I need to hear what's going on in this city. The five stages of grief that we are seeming, they are seemingly going through right now. Uh, But yeah, that's our take on Lamar, the Lamar Jackson situation. We got the update. He requested a trade back on March 2nd. That was 25 days ago. Whew, okay, so when we come back, we'll be going uh, more into the uh, Cavaliers playoff push. Uh, stay with us. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experiencing a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330 330- 334-5800 or visit their website albentitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. Hard work is something you're accustomed to. Van Nostrand Young understands that principle. Our access is achieved with organizations like Grange Insurance. Safety and prevention specialists utilize our VanCan assessments process to ensure that you and your colleagues are in the best hands. You want the safest environment for your business. 
and we can guide you there. Call Van Nostra and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. If you're purchasing a new home, the team at Hartzler's Quality Housing is here to help. Take advantage of record low interest rates to make your new home a reality. Locally owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's Quality Housing has the experience to guide you through the process. You'll find a wide selection of model homes on site to fit any budget. Open six days a week just off I-77. You can also visit them online at Hartzlers.com. Hartzlers Quality Housing. Quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick, Cadillac, Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Get out of the dugout and onto the field with help from Velocity Sports. Velocity Sports is a baseball and softball training academy with locations in North Canton and Canal Fulton. Our new Canal Fulton features 10,000 square feet of training space with six cages for hitting and pitching and a large commercial weight room. Velocity Sports will sharpen your skills and get you in the starting lineup. For more info, go to velosportsohio.com. And we're back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast show, Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bala. Mitch, we are now going to talk NBA because for the first time since 2018, and without LeBron James, the first time since 1993, your Cleveland Cavaliers are in the traditional NBA playoffs. We did it. We beat the Rockets the other night, as we should have. That Rockets team is god-awful. This Cavalier team has made the jump, and I am so, so, so happy to see it come true. We are now officially back in the mix for the NBA championship. And we only need, I believe, a win and a combination of a Knicks loss or two wins to clinch the four seed, Mitch. And this is oh so great because you heard Donovan Mitchell yesterday saying that the goal wasn't the playoffs. It's now to see how far they can go in the playoffs. And the reason I love that so much is because this is a team last year, Mitch, that looked poised to be a top four team in the East. Then late season injuries derailed them, then inexperience derailed them. They fall to the play and they lose the Nets and the Hawks. And it was just a very bitter ending to a very surprising season, very much like it was for the Guardians this past year, right? You didn't expect a whole lot. You didn't know what to expect. And here they blow away your expectations and they surprise you. And it's just a fun ride. And now here we are. We have clinched the playoffs for the first time since 18, first time without LeBron in a long, long time which is, it, it's very cool to see. This is going to be the first time you and I can remember it ever happen, happening. I believe we were probably one years old, one year old, whatever it was the last time it happened. I think it was 98. This is fun, but I'm not happy yet because my goal for this team is to win a first round series. Yes. That, that, was, that was my expectations. Mm -hmm. We don't know who we're going to play yet. 
And we also don't know for a fact yet, Mitch, that we are the four seed because there's a realistic possibility they could fall. But Mitch, they're also only two games back of Philadelphia for the three seed. And the only reason I say that is because the Cavs only have really two tough games against playoff teams, if you will. They play the Knicks next week, or I'm sorry, Friday, but they play the Hawks on Tuesday in Atlanta. After yeah. that, they play the Pacers, the Magic twice, and the Hornets. All of those games are very winnable. If you beat the Knicks, you pretty much cement yourself in the fact that you're going to be at least the fourth seed. But Mitch, being only two games out from behind the Philadelphia 76ers with, what, two weeks to play? Mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibility this team can catch them because the Philadelphia 76ers, we mentioned it last show, and some people may have thought I was crazy. They're in Denver tonight. They then play the Dallas Mavericks, who now have their backs against the wall and absolutely have to win, and we're going to get to them here in a second. The Toronto Raptors, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Heat, the Hawks, and the Nets, every single team mentioned there is battling for playoff positioning or play-in implications. There is a realistic possibility the Cavs can get the three seed. And I know, well, if they get the three seed, do you want the three seed? Because, you know, who do you, who could you play? And it's, as I pull up the standings here again, for, for my sake, right now the three seed would play the Nets, but the Nets and the Heat are tied for the six and seven seeds. So yeah. who do you want to play there? But it feels so good to know we're going back to the playoffs. It feels so great to know that this young team has accomplished something that, Mitch, when LeBron left in 2018 and after that first year, you weren't sure how it was going to go. We thought it could be years. And when I say years, I don't mean five years like it was. I'm talking like seven, eight, nine years. And here we are. We've hit on some draft picks. We've made a trade to get a top player in the NBA, Donovan Mitchell. And what's crazy is after this year, this team should only get better. Evan Mobley should only continue to improve. Darius Garland is still extremely young. Jared Allen's young. This team has a lot, has a very bright future ahead of them. And I don't want to put too many expectations. My my floor, though, is for them to win a first-round playoff series. But now I'm more intrigued to see, can they get the three seed in the East? Because I think that makes a huge difference. And it also means you would potentially play Boston in the second round, who I still think you have a better chance of beating than Milwaukee. That's a good point, too. Yeah, if you're the three or the four seed, you're likely either going to face off with one of the New York teams, Knicks or Nets at this point. It doesn't really. I know that Miami is tied with Brooklyn right now, but I feel like Miami might not be able to fully catch up with Brooklyn. And I kind of talked about it on the radio the other night. It's like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a guaranteed Knicks first round series or uh, a coin flip to, to where you can either face the Nets or the Heat? That was basically my way of saying that I think the the playoff uh, opponent matchup uh, listing would probably go from toughest to least tough would be Miami, the Knicks, and then the Nets. I mean, what, what are what is your take on that? Because I, I think I would want to like, I know the Knicks have given the Cavs some hard times this year, but I don't know if I want to take that coin flip for Brooklyn or Miami because Miami has given the Cavaliers much harder times this year to the point where they prove that they can come back even from a sizable lead uh, late in the game, as we saw in their last matchup down in South Beach, they have a great, they have a good defense compared to the rest of the NBA. Again, the only team besides the Cavaliers to not allow uh, 110 points per game. They're at 109.1 right now, but I don't know. I don't feel like I'd want to take that risk in potentially getting a Brooklyn squad that you've already beaten twice in the last week, and you could probably beat four or five in four or five games. I don't want to see Miami. I think Mitch, they're, I think they're potentially the best coach team or the second best coach team in the NBA yep. with Eric Spolstra. 
And to me, that is a difference maker going up against a team that has not been in the playoffs in five years and be together, right? This is Donovan Mitchell's first year with this Cavs team. It's obviously going to be high pressure situations. Every possession matters. Every game matters. I don't want to see Miami. I will gladly play Brooklyn first and I would play this, the Knicks second. Um, and I think the Cavs with home court advantage should be able to beat both those teams. The Cavs, what now are home at are 30 and eight. That that's a home court advantage. That that is a that is what you call it a home court advantage eighteen and twenty on the road and they have a chance to finish at five hundred or above five hundred on the road because they still have I believe I said three remaining road games I think it's the Hawks and two against the Magic so you have potential to finish at twenty one and twenty or twenty and twenty one which wouldn't be a bad thing but I just don't want to see Miami in the first round I wouldn't be shocked if Miami ended up playing Philadelphia if they could beat the Sixers and the only way they don't is because the Sixers have Joel Embiid, who obviously is light years, in my opinion, better than Bam Adebayo. But it's just, it's so refreshing to be able to now talk with certainty that the Cavs are in the playoffs. We don't have to talk about, oh, play-in scenario. If we yeah. fall, this is who you play. If this team wins and you lose, this is who you can play. It's like, no, we know we're in the playoffs. Another win and a Knicks loss, or if we just beat the Knicks on Friday night, it's over. We are officially guaranteed a first round home court advantage. Like, in terms of game seven being in Cleveland, it's just so refreshing to have this talk. And it would just suck if you're a team that can't have this talk, especially if you made a big trade at the deadline to get a big time player. And now you just might not even make the playoffs. No, I mean, you mentioned the coaching thing too. Eric Spolstra from Miami has coached in 161 playoff games, 96 and 65 record. JB Bickerstaff has coached in five. And that was all in one series. Uh, I think it was his last year in, in Houston, or maybe it was second to last. Well, when he was the interim coach for the Rockets, they lost in the first round against um, uh, who was that? that They lost in the first round. That was the uh, who I I don't even know at this point, Uh, but no, I I don't want to. That's such a disconnect, too. I mean, I know that the Knicks have Tom Thibodeau, who's been in the playoffs before. And the Nets have Jacques Vaughn, who that's 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 not here nor there. Um, But yeah, I'd rather face off with one of those opponents that we mentioned in there as well i mean yeah we just got the uh, notification there um but yeah that's what we have here on the big time sports podcast show we thank you guys so much for listening or watching here on youtube obviously you can uh, go find us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud and spotify at big time sports ohio on facebook and instagram at bts on twitter our website big time sports ohio.com or at mitch spinell at mitchell bala mitch what is our fact of the day i don't know if you're gonna like this one mitch but it's my fact. Jimmy Haslam's broken the Baltimore Ravens. Well, you know, Jimmy Haslam's broken a lot, allegedly broken a number of things in his life. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, things are very fascinating in the NFL right now. We're going to see where they go. Thank you so much for listening or watching to the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. 